Hello, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, founder of Pasha Mama, and welcome to our conversation, In Conversation, the podcast where I speak to women's health practitioners, baby and toddler experts, mamas and mums-to-be, to find out about what they do and how their story can support you through modern motherhood. Let's get started, shall we? Hey guys, welcome to the second season of Pasha Mama in Conversation. Uh, we had a few months off actually between seasons and it's feeling really good to be back um, with you guys um, and kind of getting into really juicy topics with some really interesting people for this season. Um, I also have a brand new microphone, which I'm really, really chuffed about. In the first episode back, I am speaking to Nahanda Truscott-Reed, the founder of Soul Mama Journey, a holistic wellness coach and a mama of two. I previously did a live on our IGTV, which you can watch um, on Instagram at passionmama.london, um, all around sort of womb wellness and spiritual wellness and awakening and setting intention and thriving as women um, and mothers. And I was really excited to speak to her um, to go a little bit deeper on some of those topics um, in the podcast. So we talk about conscious conception and sacred pregnancy, both of which are terms that Nahanda defines in the episode. We also touch on mindful breastfeeding and the pressures that mamas can face during the postnatal period and how best to manage them in order to better show up for yourself in the best possible way. I absolutely love speaking to Nahanda. Her passion and her description of the way that we should be living, the frequency at which we should be operating, and the way that she talks about energy is something that I absolutely love, um, and I hope that you do too. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, Nanda. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Um, September sun is oh, just pretty great. I am it? loving it. It's such a mood enhancer, and I'm definitely soaking up as many rays as I can get right now. Good. I'm so glad. Um, I'm really pleased that you were able to do this because obviously we did a live in August. Yes. Um, and um, there was just such such good feedback from the community about kind of your passion and what you're talking about. So I'm glad that we're able to kind of go a little bit deeper mm. into some of those topics that we touched on um, on the live. But for anybody who didn't catch that, um, why don't we start a little bit about your background? So your company is called Soul Mama Journey. Why don't we start with yours? What's your background and how did you get here? So I became a mother five years ago after quite a long intentional conscious conception healing journey and it was on the realization on that journey that I really couldn't come across many resources or people who supported at that depth of spiritual wellness that made me realize that there was a complete vacuum and gap in the way that we approach motherhood in the ways that we prepare for motherhood and in the healing of what comes up in the journey like there was just I just felt like completely unsupported to the depths that I was craving. And so it led me to train as a holistic wellness coach to really understand energy and to understand the ways that energy perhaps gets blocked or hindered or affected by moving through this 
gateway, what I think of as a spiritual gateway, um, transitioning from maiden to mother or even into motherhood subsequent times. And that was what led me to creating the Soul Mama journey because it was a way to bring together all of these threads um, and to support women from preconception through to pregnancy, through to healing from birth and into the balance and vitality that so many of us lack in mothering. Um, and so that was the mission and that's what I continue to do. And it's just a really humbling um, opportunity to be able to, to support women through what I believe is one of the most transformative periods of our lives. And it's, it's, it's such, even just the way you describe what you do, I find it so beautiful and so sort of enthralling. And, um, and, and I think we'll, we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into lots of different bits. I wanted to just backtrack a little bit. So you talk about conscious conception, you just mentioned it. Um, you know, you also talk about on your, on your blog and on your website about sacred pregnancy. Mm. These are terms that aren't really used very much. So what do they mean exactly? And why are they so important? So if we begin with conscious conception, it's really aligning with the intentionality of the desire to have a child. And instead of waiting until you find out that you're pregnant or being shocked into the realization that you're pregnant or even kind of embarking on an IVF or an assisted pregnancy route and then realizing like, oh my gosh, all of this emotional stuff is coming up. All of my triggers are being set off flaws in my relationship are being revealed, you know, things that are happening from my childhood are coming to the surface. Instead of being in that midst without any tools, conscious conception gives us the opportunity to move through that in a very resourced and intentional way. So it begins the healing kind of as a foundation. So it sets you up on a mind, body and soul level to really bring all of those things to the fore and with guidance and assistance, if you choose to work through those in a way that then means that you're really open and you're really in harmony with what you say that you want which is in this case to have a child so it's bringing that into your relationship bringing that into the choices that you're making around your food bringing that into the ways that you're moving your body bringing that into the ways that you're opening to the spirit of calling in your child you know all of these are things that we can do before we're pregnant and it's not just the meeting of egg and sperm to me it's a paradigm shift to begin embodying what being a mother actually means so that's conscious conception um, and then sacred pregnancy um, is the opportunity once with child to go deeper into the bond of mother and baby you know in utero to actually connect with the spirit of the child who you're carrying and to continue to create an environment of safety and assurance and peace and harmony as much as is possible in your environment and to consciously then make changes in your physical reality to make space for the child that is hopefully going to be coming forth. So it's, it's kind of continuing that thread. If you'd started the journey from conscious conception it's continuing that thread, but with the growing and um, nurturing of the child at the center. Gosh, again, just so lovely and so much to unpick there. Um, but obviously, so a lot of your, a lot of the way that you practice is, is very spiritual. It's, it's all around energy, which I absolutely love. 
does that mean that a lot of your clients tend to be quite spiritual people or do you get some slightly more skeptic um, clients that struggle maybe to to connect on such a spiritual level and is that something that maybe then just that comes whilst they're, they're working with you I would say that women who are attracted and called to the soul mama journey tend to be women who have a desire to engage with that part of their lives or that part of themselves so they have a understanding and perhaps an awareness even if they've never explored that for themselves up until that point so I don't tend to get skeptics and I'm not interested in kind of convincing people or proving things uh, that's not my work there are people who can do things in very different ways and it makes sense that you go and work with those people but for people who are called to that kind of energetic and spiritual work you don't have to have had the prior experience part of what I do is guide and handhold so that each session is is uh, opportunity to experience that we don't just talk about it we actually do it and then your your call or your invitation is to work through that in your own ways and ways that feel good for you and to build on that practice in between our sessions so that's why for me it's so important to have that kind of one-to-one dynamic because I'm really meeting each woman where they're at and then taking them gently and gradually to the place that I know will benefit them and their children and their family. And is there a difference, do you think, between spirituality in this sense and, say, mindfulness, for example? You know, so, um, you know, someone could get their spiritual or mindful reset or fix from doing exercise. Is that the same? Is that the same I see them as quite different. So for me, mindfulness is a practice that's kind of come through from Zen Buddhism of really tuning into the awareness of the present moment and to removing our attachment to the things that cause suffering. So often what causes suffering is the stories and the meanings that we make everything in our lives mean, often with us in our ego self at the center you know and mindfulness is the practice of kind of creating some space so that we don't have to engage in those stories so immediately and so habitually so that we actually have an opportunity to be in awe and in conscious awareness of what is and that then brings us to truth and that then brings us to gratitude and to wholeness. So that is a beautiful practice, which I do draw on and use parts of, um, whether it's in the meditations that I do or in the kind of rituals or um, kind of invitations that I make for women at different stages. But spirituality, I see as another level of invitation to energy and resourcing that is beyond ourselves so it's the connection to nature it's the connection to the earth it's the connection to ancestors it's the connection to the source it's the thing that fuels us when we don't have the answers and so that is the kind of spiritual side of things um, which i believe is kind of inevitably permeating everything that we do anyway whether we're conscious or not so the soul mama journey is the opportunity to get really conscious about that and to use it so that we're not victims of our lives but we're co-creators of our lives oh gosh I just get it should just get goosebumps that's just such a <laughs> that's such a powerful thing to 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 say and to feel um 
Speaking about mindfulness, you did a talk with the Association of Breastfeeding Mothers on mindful breastfeeding specifically. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so it came out of, again, my own experience and struggles with breastfeeding. So I have two children who are five and two. And with my daughter, uh, who's my first, I really struggled for the first two months, I would say, with, with breastfeeding, with the actual physical act of the latch of dealing with pain of dealing with um, what that meant for the bond between me and my daughter about the pressure that that then led on to and the lack of sleep like it's so integral to having a easeful transition into motherhood and mine was felt as rocky as it could be um, but I was really invested in overcoming that and one of the things that I began to do is to get really present to all of the sensations that were happening in the in the actual breastfeeding time and to really go in on the details of her face and her features and the sensations that were happening internally for me and to get really calm with my breath and slow that down and I realized that those feeds were way more quote-unquote successful than ones where I was distracted or trying to multitask or disconnected because I was scrolling or, you know, in any of those states which we may find ourselves in as modern mothers um, to kind of strip those things away and to get back to that sense of actually this could be a time where I'm actually resourcing myself and not just giving and not just feeling depleted by the end of a day of breastfeeding. Um, and so I began to explore what that might look like and to to create a routine where the, the breastfeed before bed would be the most relaxing and like calm um, environment for both her and me. And we both really looked forward to it. So then by the time I had my son, I had it down pat and I was like, I just need to share this. Like, so uh, the woman who ran the Association of Breastfeeding Mothers conference heard me speaking about uh, how breastfeeding can be a really spiritual um, ritual. And she was like really inspired by that and invited me onto the conference. And I, again, was a little bit tentative as to how the audience would receive the message, but it was so powerful. And I did like a kind of introductory visualization of what that could feel like. And women sent me pictures of them and their babies sleeping and, you know, just how zen I guess women felt after that and how resourced and and strengthened they felt um and so I actually have recorded a a kind of new version which is available on Emma Pickett's website who is one of the women who ran that conference and I can send you a link if you include in show notes um which is a a kind of breastfeeding journey which really utilizes the elements so that the the mother, the breastfeeding mother is feeling really nourished and full whilst also giving and feeding her child. That's so lovely. And yeah, absolutely. Please do send me that link and we will, will, we will include it in the show notes. Cause I know that there was talk about maybe doing visualization on the podcast, but I don't actually, there's so much to cover. I'm not sure we'll, we'll actually have time. Maybe it's some, maybe it's something we can do for the community for um, sure. on, on a live or IGTV or something. at another Yeah, day. definitely. I would love to. Well, let's go back to the work that you do. In what other ways do you work with women to support them, particularly through that sort of postnatal period? Mm, well, obviously, because of lockdown, um, my soul mama circles haven't haven't 
resumed in real life but that I'm based in South London and that was my kind of community offering where women could come together in a group and with baby or pregnant or trying to conceive women who are on the path of motherhood to come together and to share our stories in a space of non-judgment in a space where we could be seen and heard and in a space where we could have a kind of focus so each month there would be a theme whether it was release or open or you know some kind of central focus and we would move through that we would breathe through that we would meditate we would journal and I would give women tools that they could go back into their lives and support themselves with because for me the whole point is that we become self-healers we are empowered with knowledge with resources with with signposting to feel confident in being able to navigate our own lives with more ease um, and so that was the soul mama circle and I hope to be able to resume that soon but I'm now obviously with the ways that things have changed really uh, challenging myself to create things that can be done um, uh, online and more virtually and so creating these meditations that I do one-to-one -one normally in a bespoke way but making that something that's actually readily available and either purchasable or downloadable for women to access in their own time in their own days so that they can slot that in in a way that feels convenient for them especially if you're with young children you're not necessarily going to be able to show up in a particular space at a particular time sometimes just leaving the house and getting everyone ready is a mission um, and so I'm really wanting to make some of these resources much more accessible that's my focus for the coming year um, and I also obviously have the podcast the soul mama podcast um, which is conversations with me and like-minded women you know experts thought leaders mothers um, who have a particular niche on a particular aspect of healing that we can really use to illuminate our paths um, and I've just concluded the first season of that which is 12 conversations which are, I'm really proud of and I'm recording the second season so there's already a backlog for women to enjoy if they like these kinds of conversations and to look out for more to come soon. Awesome. I mean, it sounds like you've got loads of goodies um, and we will absolutely kind of share them with our community as and when they're all ready and published. Um, I wanted to touch on the, you know, as you say, people are starting to have to do these sort of practices at home now, given the current situation. What if, um, and actually this was one of the questions that came through from the live that we did. Somebody said, I get the concept. I get... I get why it's important. I get the spirituality. I get the connecting with myself beyond myself in order to kind of live a really fulfilled life. But actually the practicalities of implementing that, for example, the doing the breath work, how can, do you have any advice for mothers who want to start to implement this way of living and being, but are finding it, difficult to either find the time or for themselves or just the time period or you know without feeling guilty that they should be doing something else because it's not you know it's it's 
breath work in, in, in quotas rather than doing something else that I don't know, maybe feels like they're actually doing something rather than taking time for themselves. Does that make sense? Definitely. And I think that's so important because there isn't like a one size fits all. And that's why it takes that level of self-awareness and um, reflection to begin the journey. So whenever I begin a journey with a woman, I'm always coming from the place of what is your intention? What have you perceived in your life that isn't working or that you're wanting to move towards so that you can really get selective on what is going to actually serve you as a practice breath work might not do anything for you if what is your most immediate need is the fact that your child wakes up 12 times a night and you're sleep deprived and you can't show up in the day in the ways that you want to then it's going to be a completely different emphasis to a woman whose children are perhaps older and she does have some time but she doesn't necessarily know what to do with that time right so everybody's going to be in a very different situation and the invitation is to take some time and space initially just to get clear on what's actually working what can be amplified and what can be released and so it may not need an introduction of anything new particularly it may just be that the one thing that gives you joy you realize that you only do that once a month and so can you create space for that to be implored more often you know and so i use the the lens of energy as the kind of gauge to look through the things that you're doing with your time and with your energy and to be like is this something that that amplifies my energy that fuels me that lights me up from the inside or is this something that drains me and often we filled our days with things that drain us back to back to back to back to back and we kind of have the story that either we have to do those things or these things are expected of us or these things are um, needed by other people and so because we're conditioned to be in that space of productivity and outward serving the 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 challenge for many women is actually just realizing like beyond all of that all of those things how i show up for myself has to be important it has to matter and so realizing that you're worthy of your own time of your own curiosity of your own investment is the first step and then realizing that actually if i show up for myself in this way or for this duration of time or in this um in this space that gives me joy and fills me that i can start to see how that has a ripple effect on my relationships on the way that i parent on the ways that i'm able to show up for work and actually it reduces guilt it doesn't it doesn't lead to guilt which is what we we fear it's it's the sense there's more guilt that we carry from not doing the things that we really know that we could or should be doing rather than doing them and feeling like other things are getting fallen to the wayside if that makes sense so it's really kind of grounding in that intentionality looking at your life and the areas that are working seeing the things that are fueling you energy wise and the things that are draining you and doing less of the things that drain you and more of the things that fill you and that in and of itself is to me how we should live like that that is as beautiful as it can be and as simple as it needs to be things like breath work and movement and food and you know visualization these are just nice things to have to get us into a state of appreciation of gratitude of wholeness but if we can experience that having a mindful walk 
you know, to the school run, or if we can experience that just getting really clear on the sensations as we have a shower and thinking about what we want to release and what we want to let go and affirming that once we're showering like all of these things can be practices so i really love the idea that motherhood in itself is the practice and there's nothing necessarily that we have to do or insert or shoehorn to make ourselves live better or be better but it's more just appealing away of the things that aren't working to reveal what we already are which is whole and complete Oh, that is just absolutely lovely, isn't it? I mean, there's so much there too that, that we could go into. I mean, I love that it's not about adding things. It's actually about doing stuff that you're already doing, just more of the stuff that you enjoy doing. And you're so right. It's so easy to, to do the same to do to do things that are draining your energy. Because sometimes you just, you're, you're just going to have to do stuff that, that drains you, in, you know, to, to just to get by and just to just do things, to get stuff done. But to make the conscious effort or decision to at least not put those moments back to back to back to back and to make sure that you're inserting them with things that kind of lift, lift, your, lift your spirits or lift that energy so that it all kind of balances out and doesn't make the, the, the bad bits or the, the less good bits feel like they're the ones that are in control, I guess. Exactly. I don't obviously I don't have I don't have kids so it's a it's a totally different ball game but I definitely I certainly feel like that sometimes when I with work you know I, I work multiple jobs so that finding the balance that yeah there's sometimes I've got to do really administrative tasks which don't provide me with any creativity but I, I, I know I have to do them but it's kind of making sure that they're into they're into they're sprinkled or, you know, sprinkle peppered throughout the week or the day or the month so that it's not all, I used to just leave everything to a kind of one day where I have to just get all of this stuff done. And it's just awful. So as you say, it's about peppering it throughout so that the things that kind of bring you joy are, are more of the constant throughout to then mm. you know, keep you going um, for, those, for those less exciting, slightly more draining parts of what you have to do and it's like when I have a to-do list most people start with the stuff that they hate to do and then leave the best bits to last I do it the other way around mm. I start with the best bits because they're it feels easier you. oh great and then I'm like okay yeah these these harder bits don't feel so bad so exactly exactly that and I think like the the difference that you described that you observe with the community of women that you serve in 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 Pasha Mama is is maybe that in motherhood we can fall into the trap of outwardly serving and giving all the time so if you're not working you're cooking and if you're not cooking you're cleaning and if you're not doing that you're being present for your child and so everybody else kind of has more of a stake on your time than you do and so sometimes the question I ask is okay before you became a mother let's go back to the space of time when you remember being your most free when you rem remember being at your most vital when you remember being at your most powerful, whatever it is that that woman's articulated that she's trying to regain or to um, ignite. And often there are clues in those memories. You know, it may be that she was outdoors or that she 
was wearing completely different clothes that she has not now visited since having children or that she used to dance and now she doesn't dance anymore you know it's sometimes going back a few years to spaces and times where we had that more of that autonomy over our time and our energy and and picking up some of those gems and bringing them into the ways that we mother and it doesn't always have to be solo compartmentalized time away from everything else like some of those things can be integrated and woven into other things that are already needing to happen so for example you know that you love music okay why not make a, a kitchen dance party when you have to do the the chores in the kitchen you know like bring in elements of the things that give you joy into the things that you described as like being more painful or, or you know more more draining because actually we can still to show we can still decide to show up for those things in a way that makes it less draining and so I think about things that I don't want to do as almost like an offering like I'm like okay this is something that I have to do it's not something that I've chosen to do I am going to do this with the intention and with the belief that this is going to add in some way unseen or seen to my overall vision or my overall goal for what I want to achieve for the day or for what I'm moving towards in my life. You know, like you don't have to just shut down the brain in those moments. They can still have beauty in them. It's just that we're approaching it in a very different way. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And I'm so going to use that, that intention behind things that I'd rather not do to, as, as an offering, as you say, mm. just so such a lovely way to, to think about it. And I think, I think with everything like this, it does take time. It takes time to practice. It takes time to ingrain into your day to day. It takes time to form that habit of saying, okay, I'm going to do this with intention as an offer. You know, it will be, you know, is it fair to say that, you know, you need to be a little bit patient when it comes to definitely adopting these ways of thinking? Definitely. It's, it's an awakening. That's why I, that's what I call this period of our lives. And of course we can come to that awakening, whether or not we have children, but children will bring it to the fore in a way that I have seen in no other, <laughs> in no other way, because all of a sudden we're met with all of our triggers, all of our pain points, all of our hidden and suppressed memories all at once. And often we're trying to suppress those and push them down so that we can get through the days. And so my invitation is like, actually, let's, let's bring some of that stuff to the light. Let's heal that with intention and with guidance and with support. And then let's create more space to show up more fully and more, more meaningfully in our lives, you know, with more choice, with more power. And so, yeah, that awakening is no, by, by no stretch, uh, overnight fix. It's a continuous moment by moment choosing of how am I responding? You know, like, okay. Like I, I always call it like the buffer window, like, okay, my child's just spilt that we're going to be late. This means that I perceive that I'm going to be looked at in this way, or I was late yesterday. And now people are going to think that normally there's an attachment to how we're being perceived and we judge ourselves with that same critique and because we don't measure up to the the perfect version of motherhood that we held in our minds that was sold to us then we negatively self-talk ourselves into a downward spiral and then we tend to drag that energy into the rest of the day 
and we maybe offload that onto our children and then they feel away and then we take that out on our partners and they feel away and before you know it you've had a downward spiraling day and that day can be on repeat for however long it takes for you to get conscious and aware that this isn't working that i need to bring some compassion that i need to remove this expectation that's coming from anyone beyond myself and that i need to remove this sense of perfection being the goal like that is has no place in motherhood like to me presence over everything is what we're being called to do and there's nothing that's going to call us to that presence more than conscious parenting and consciously reparenting ourselves gosh again just so lovely just so beautifully put and as you say it is a journey hence soul mama journey um it's been so wonderful talking to you uh, you know i if if somebody wanted to kind of get in touch um for um coaching or further questions how, what's the best way that they can do that oh thank you so much for this conversation i always feel like whenever i do podcasts like oh you know we've just started like we're just getting juicy but um i hope that what we've shared has has definitely served some women um and yes i am taking some uh one-to-one -one clients for october so i'm not sure when this is going to get released but there are some spaces available um and i do three signature journeys so conscious conception journey sacred pregnancy and postpartum journey and then soul mama thrive and so depending on where you are one of those may call to you and I make those evergreen and really affordable because I think all women need it whenever. Um, and then in terms of questions or anything that's kind of been brought up from this conversation, I am on Instagram at Soul Mama Coach and you can DM me on there. I'm always available to talk through anything that's kind of happening one-to-one -one with you um, and then to see if there's any potential from where the support or signposting of information or other facilitators who might be able to support you on your own journey so yeah Fantastic. I well, look we'll, forward to hearing yes, from some of you we will um, absolutely share all of your details on the show notes um, and it's not going to go live for a couple of weeks but we will put it on our story today so that people oh. can sign up to the October to the October sessions Brilliant. Um, with plenty of notice but Nanda thank you so much it was wonderful oh, talking Ariana, to you thank as you. always thank it's you been so a much. pleasure Thanks. take care you too